There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you'll only look Then you will see On WCN-TV everybody and welcome to today's WCN TV program. This is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. So it's what is it? 112222. That's somehow that's that's got to be something. Anyway, I want to read a scripture to to you today as we start off. It's Isaiah 59:14. You probably know it. Justice is turned back and righteousness stands afar off for truth has fallen in the streets and righteousness cannot enter. Today we're going to be talking about justice, or better stated, the injustice of our now weaponized law enforcement agencies. You know, back in the days of Obama, the IRS was weaponized against Christian organizations and ministries, but things have greatly progressed since then. Today we're talking about the FBI, CIA, DOJ, Homeland Security, and the IRS, now with 87,000 new agents, and those agents are now required to be willing to use deadly force against American citizens. Of course, we, as we've all seen, all the other three-letter agencies are already ready and willing to use deadly force against their fellow Americans. To really get a handle on what we're dealing with today, we need to go back to the riots, vandalism, and killings by the trained Marxists of BLM and Antifa, most of whom were never arrested or even questioned as our country burned in 2020. As just one example, do you remember Chaz? Six city blocks in Seattle were taken over and occupied by rioters who declared that area to be a sovereign state, no longer part of the U.S. The area was defended by armed guards and ruled by a drug dealer. Local businesses were extorted at gunpoint if they weren't burnt or destroyed completely. And while statues and monuments uh, commemorating American history and heroes were torn down, sometimes by mobs, sometimes voluntarily by cities because the statues were of white people, Seattle has remained very proud of its 16-foot-tall statue of the communist Vladimir Lenin, which has been on temporary display there since 1995. But getting back to Chaz, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, even though they declared themselves a sovereign state, they still demanded the U.S. government provide defunding of the police by 50% or more free health care and drugs, free public housing, naturalization of all illegal immigrants, release of prisoners serving time for drug offenses, mandatory retrials for people of color in prison for violent crimes, and increased focus on black history in public schools and free college for all. Did you get that where I said people of color? You know, back in the 1970s, they were called colored people. But we weren't allowed to say that. You couldn't call them colored people, but now the leftists are calling them people of color. I guess, whatever. Anyway, despite constant gunfire, vandalism, looting, and violence inside the so-called Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, the mainstream media reported the area was mostly peaceful, like a block party. And the mayor of Seattle stated, the city is committed to maintaining space for community to come together, protest, and exercise their First Amendment rights. Rioters held the property for a month, but violence in the area and tent cities there remain to this day. In our country, was destroyed in 2020, starting with a planned scamdemic of COVID. 
and followed by constant never-ending violence in every big city across the country, including here in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where the city was virtually destroyed and the police stood by and did nothing, and ending with a stolen presidential election in November. Now compare what we saw all year in 2020, the mainstream media reporters telling us about mostly peaceful protests while cars and buildings were burning in the background behind them. Compare that to January 6th of 21, when millions of American patriots attended a rally to present a redress of grievances regarding the absolutely obvious rigged election putting Biden in the White House. Oh, hey. never mind. Yep. Patriots singing the national anthem and waving American flags have been labeled terrorists, while the thugs of BLM and Antifa were all given a pass. Reminds me of Proverbs 17, 15. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous are both alike an abomination to the Lord. All right, so I've rambled on long enough for now. This I, I will ramble on longer later in the show, so give us time. But now I want to bring on a good friend of mine and um, one of my personal heroes and the best mentor I've ever had. Coach Dave Daubenmeyer is with us from uh, Ohio. So, Coach, welcome to the show. Rob, always honored to be on with you. And uh, I don't want to get into mutual admiration society, but sure appreciate all you've done. And you've mentored me as well. And, and uh, buddy, we are in a crazy, crazy, crazy place in America, aren't we? And that's yeah, uh, nuts. It's 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 absolutely nuts. And you know, I tell uh, you know, I do a, a morning show of my own, and I pretty much keep the theme the, the same. Is uh, if Rob, if we don't uh, fight for truth, we we have no chance of surviving anymore. Lies rule the day. Nobody seems to care that one side lies. Uh, our side, which I call the good guys, right? The seed of the serpent, seed of the woman. We're the seed of the woman. We're the good guys. We believe in truth, justice, and the American way. And the other side believes in no truth, no justice, and the communist way. And for whatever reason, those of us on God's team have kind of shrugged our shoulders and said, here, devil, you go ahead and run everything, and we'll be happy, and we'll just sit here and wait and wait and wait for that rapture to appear, and just we know that everything's going to be great. And uh, we've kind of sown what we've reaped, haven't we, Rob? Well, you know, Coach, uh, I had this, this, this I don't want to call it a vision, but I had this picture in my mind coming to me uh, as I was thinking about having you on the show today. We're not on a level playing field, are we? No. It's like, uh, imagine a, a football field, and you got, you got the Christians on one side, you got the, the devil's team on the other side. But for the Christians to get to their end zone, they got to run through like, you know, 20 yards of bowling balls. They got a, they got minefields. They got snipers coming at them, you know, and, uh, and on the other side, on the devil's team, they've got, you know, one of those walking sidewalk, uh, moving sidewalks like they have at the That's airport. Cool, yeah. So they got to yeah. run three times as fast, you know, and so, so it's, uh, it's an uphill battle, but. Um, you know, Rob, the word tells us that when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. And when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. And so we don't have to look at any any more than just that that proverb right there to understand where we are. And again, uh, I don't want to be a broken record over and over, but I, I lay all of this, Rob, all of this mess that we see in America today, I lay it at the at the feet of the churches who've, who've uh, for whatever reason, su surrendered all godly authority, first of all, to government, whatever the heck that means, but certainly to wicked people in high places who are really, really uh, turning this country into something it was never designed to be. So, you know, the mantra I sing over and over and over is we have the worst Christian leadership probably in the history of America, if not the history of the world, that we, that the churches can sit passively like Wisconsin Christian news. People won't take the Wisconsin Christian news that we are so afraid well, to people get take it it's just the pastors won't take it <laughs> well that's what i mean not the people the pastors won't take it and i said the worst christian leadership in in the hist history of the history of america history of the world so hey rob i've been i've been i've been pounding this this drum for 20 some years fighting as hard as i can every day i know we're going to win now i don't mean we're going to win in the end because i hear that all the time but i believe we're on the verge of victory right now rob there's a lot of stuff going on 
behind the scenes, nothing hidden that will not be revealed. Uh, I'm frustrated as can be, but I'm excited. I coached enough football games to know that uh, football games and life are turned around on plays that you never see coming. And I believe that's, I believe that's getting ready to happen here. Yep. Something big is on the way. Um, Coach and I, uh, he started past the salt ministries and I started Wisconsin Christian news at the same time, but we didn't actually meet until many years later. Um, and it's been many years since we met. So it's, uh, it, it's been a long haul, hasn't it coach? It has, it has. And, so. uh, as you know, Rob, uh, uh, this job's hard enough. What we do, what I do, what you do, it's hard enough swimming uphill, right? I mean, it really is paddling, paddling upstream all the time. And it shouldn't have to be that way, uh, Rob. Uh, you know, we have to be faithful uh, to plow our road to do what it is that the Lord's called us to do. But this would be so much easier if God's team was literally God's team. If God's team was literally on our team and on our side, both of us would have a lot easier job than what we have. And as you said, many, many Christians out there are on our team. The Christian leadership doesn't appear to be. And that's why I think we have such a, a tough time trying to, trying to advance the kingdom of God. Yeah, you know, there's so much confusion out there among Christians. They, um, I, can't, I can't believe the number of uh, Christians that took the jab or, or yeah. churches that opened themselves up to be vaccination centers or any of that. But you know, I do my radio program on Tuesdays, which is today. And so shortly after that, the phone goes crazy and people are calling, requesting CDs of it and whatnot. But mm. one of the calls I got today was from a guy who, you know, I don't even remember what today's program was about because I wrote it and reproduced it and sent it to the network a week ago. So, but apparently I must have mentioned something about the election. And um, this guy called me up and, and was just, chastising me because how do you call yourself a Christian and propagate lies when you repeat the idea that it was a stolen election? And it's, man, if you can't see it, I can't help you. <laughs> so but yeah, but anyway, the same, yeah. the same people who are counting the votes are the same people who told us to take an injection and to wear a mask and socially distance. It's, it's the same crew, isn't it? It's always so the same guys. Yeah. It's always, it's always the same guys. So, you know, I, I'm like you, if people, if people are so blind that they can't see what's going on, brother, they, they need the Holy spirit to poke them in the eye and, um, and wake them up. Yeah. So anyway, you were actually uh, at the J six rally in DC. Oh, don't say you, that. You, Rob. Don't you, say that. They'll come after me. You're already on the list. Yeah, I think you're number 20. Are you number 20? No, you're number six. Ray's number 24. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in there somewhere. Um, anyway, tell us what happened because you well, were there firsthand. I was under the shame on me. I'd like to apologize to the CIA and the FBI and the TIA and the GAA and all, all these other people that we thought were on our side. Uh, I, I apologize to them wholeheartedly because I thought that the First Amendment of the United States Constitution guaranteed to me the right to peaceably assemble to petition my government for redress of grievances. I apologize to him. I, I, I must have been reading the wrong thing, Rob. And so I, yeah, I know you know, I just I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to interrupt you. Um, you know, they didn't do anything about uh, the Women's March when Madonna threatened to blow up the White House, did they? No, 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 I mean, no, no, come no. On. Uh, unequal justice, right? We just want equal justice under the law. So uh, what I did is, uh, I know this sounds crazy. I found about 150 people who agreed with me that we that we just wanted, I'm old football coach here, Rob. We just wanted somebody to throw a red flag and say uh, on further review. That's all. That's all we wanted. Somebody to go in there and say, wait a minute, something seemed kind of fishy here. And uh, can we have a second look at this? And so we all showed up and um, like I said, we, I took about 150 of us and we stood out there and listened to Donald Trump speak and everybody else speak and then did what they told us to do to peacefully march to the, the Capitol. And we did that and we marched down the, the Constitution Avenue, I think it is, it runs by the White House. You hang a left and go up there at the Capitol building. I look up there, Rob, and there people were crawling all over the, the, the steps like ants. I mean, it's the only way I can describe it. We're a long way off looking at it, right? But people, the, the tap, People are all over the Capitol. So we continue to walk. It took us probably 45 minutes to get down there. And 
we get, we get down there and walk up there and look around and there appears to be a lot of chaos and uh, everybody's going everywhere and people up on the steps and nobody's stopping anybody. The cops are just kind of standing there. They're not telling anybody to stop. They're not doing anything. So we just kind of, we did what we just walked up, right? We just, we just walked onto the, onto the grounds. My wife and I and several of us, excuse me, we made it, we made it clear up to the top of the steps. I could have gone in. I didn't go in. I had no desire to go in. I could have gone in. The doors were open. They were waving people in. And I did a video from up, up on, on top of it. And, and uh, never in my wildest dreams, Rob, did I have any sense that there was a violent insurrection that was taking place. I was, I was there, bud. You know, what happened. And I, I like to uh, say to people, it's the only violent insurrection, armed insurrection in the history of the world where no one was charged with carrying a weapon. Did you know that, Rob? Of all those millions of people who were there, there was not one weapons charge file filed against anybody? None. Because why? Our weapons were MAGA flags and appeal to heaven flags and bullhorns. And I, I mean, Rob, boy, they fed, fed us a, a bill of goods. But see, it's, it's really, really serious because as we know, a lot of those guys are still in prison. They're still in jail, Rob, two, almost two years later for doing nothing more than peaceably assembling to petition their government for redress of grievances. But see, here's what they did. See, they they infiltrated and they had troublemakers in there that made it look like we were violent. And so what were they able to say? Oh, listen, you're allowed to petition your government, but you guys were violent, Rob. That's a bunch of baloney. Well, dude. we've seen we've seen videos of of uh, Antifa buses giving police escorts into the venue. So, um, yeah. and as you said, the police were holding the door for people to walk in. And once they were in, they closed the doors, they trapped them, and then they started beating them. So, yeah. I mean, it's, well, they waved them in, right, Rob? They, they waved them in. And they waved the, them the in. only weapons that were being fired were being fired by the by the police. They were the only, yeah. there was, flashbangs, those, whatever those things are called. And again, for those of us, uh, up to that point, it was one of the most patriotic things I'd ever, I'd ever been part of it. There were, I'll be 70 years old this uh, on Saturday, actually. So here I am out there. So at that time, a 60-year-old man looking around, hanging out with a bunch of 68-year-old people. It was just a bunch of old folks just going there saying, we want to uh, we want to recount. Uh, can, would somebody throw a flag here? Can we get a further review? That's really why we went there, Rob. And uh, I think history will bear out if history ever tells the truth that uh, uh, that was not an armed insurrection. Nobody planned an armed insurrection. I can tell you this. If the plan was to take over the uh, Capitol building, well, there were enough guys there to take over the Capitol building. They mm -hmm. opened the door. They let us in. Not us. I didn't go in. They let people in. And it was just to me, it was just like an ebb and flow of people going in and out of that building. Yeah. So anyway, since then, you know, there's been almost a thousand people arrested, many still sitting in jail and yep. uh, just for being there. And many of them still have not even been charged, but they're still in jail. There's an excellent website um, set up and uh, Jonathan, maybe you want to get this ready. Uh, this is set up by the father of one of the guys that was arrested. You can find this at j6truth.org. And I just want to show this short video. It's about five minutes, six minutes long here. Um, so let's watch this and uh, we'll go from there. With so much happening surrounding the events on January 6th, many people have been targeted. I have with me right now, Ned Lang. He's the father of Jake Lang, one of the individuals charged with some acts that day. They're saying that there was maybe violence they don't count the people that he saved their lives. Talk a little bit about what's going on with your son right now being held in the legal system. Thank you, Chris. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor. Uh, my son um, was in the uh, Biden Gulag uh, for the last year and, and a month. Um, he has a court uh, date actually coming up. And uh, so they moved him just in the middle of the night to, um, to the Lewisburg Federal Prison up in Pennsylvania. Um, he is in quarantine up there for the so-called COVID debacle. And uh, so he's in quarantine right now. Um, he is uh, he's in much better conditions than he was in the uh, in the D.C. Gulag. Um, in, in, in that in particular prison, he was in with the Patriot Group, a bunch of great guys. I know a lot of them. I've talked to them. I'm on getting out with a bunch of them. Um, they're suffering in there. It's a it's very harsh conditions. 
My son was in uh, in the hole for 23 hour a day lockdown. 202 days in the hole in the bottom of the prison. 202 days to to an American who's not a convicted criminal. He's not convicted of anything. He's merely accused of doing these acts, like so you many feel other people. Already that his constitutional rights to due process and a speedy trial have already been violated. Not even a question. I mean, that that was done, you know, all your BLM and Antifa folks, I mean, they have been accused of doing or convicted of doing much worse things and have gotten bail immediately or had their their sentences reduced or actually the sentences actually forgiven. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they were accused of doing much worse things than these J6 patriots. Talk about the website you have, j6truth.org. What kind of projects are you working on on that? My son is, a, uh, is an entrepreneur. He has been very gifted in the, uh, in the electronic or the information world. And so um, we have two different assistants working for my son while he's, still, while he's in prison. Um, these folks and my son have put together a fantastic website. It's like you said, j6truth.org, fantastic. We are um, posting a lot of great videos, a lot of good information there, that it's actual footage, actual information from the, the events on J6 to show the government's involvement on J6, to show that these folks uh, that were at J6, they were enticed to come up into the Capitol. There was a million of them. The police took down the barricades. We've got the videos. They opened the magnetic doors from the inside. We have police breaking the windows and inviting the uh, the protesters in. This was a peaceful protest. They were enticed into the Capitol. And then when they were there, there was a million of them up in there. And they couldn't just leave, so they were entrapped. And then they were attacked spontaneously all at once. And the police used lethal force on a static crowd. And that's when the violence really occurred because you, you had defenseless Americans fighting and defending each other. My son saved two people's life that day. He saved Philip Anderson's life outside the tunnel. And Tommy Tatum just came forward. He's with us today. And he also is crediting my son with saving his life. And Roseanne Boylan died right before them on the ground due to police brutality that day. What would you say to Nancy Pelosi if you could have a sit down discussion with her? I would say, Nancy, why didn't you use if, if you were so concerned about this this insurrection that you, that you called it? which was nothing more than a peaceful protest. Where were the National Guard troops? Your own security was telling you, bring National Guard troops in there. If you want to protect the Capitol, then protect the Capitol. This was a setup from day one. The police were way understaffed. This was a peaceful protest back in the 60s. I, I grew up as a kid in the 60s, in the early 70s. This is what people did. They, they would sit in in courthouses. They would go up on the Capitol steps. They would stand and they would stand up for their rights. It's a peaceful protest. It's our First Amendment right. And this is what was happening that day. It was happening right until it was a peaceful protest until the cops attacked these people. And as Kara Casanova says, I back the blue, but not these blue. How many years in prison is your son looking at? They offered him nine or 10 years in prison, which is a complete atrocity. There's no justice right now. You know, the problem with is if you, if, 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 if you don't have justice for one, you have justice for none. So the thing is, is that we are creating a documentary right now, and we're going to show in our documentary the difference between the J6 uh, folks who are being accused of all these crimes, and then they um, are, you know, some of them are actually, you know, uh, complying with the government and, and confessing or whatever. And they're... They're taking deals. Taking deals, and their um, treatment and their, and their um, uh, sentences are much more... I've, they're just flagrant. I mean, it's just such an abuse of our government that they're giving them these harsh sentences for simple misdemeanors. And, you know, these folks were there peacefully for the most part. And so they've asked, offered my son this crazy deal. We're not going to take it. We are going to fight. The only way to properly vent what happened on J6 is through trial. And we're going to trial. And I got the horsepower to take it from this D.C., to uh, the appellate division, and we'll go to the U.S. Supreme Court if we have to. But the thing is, is that in Washington, D.C., where these guys are getting trialed, tried, there is no way that you can get an honest, true, and fair trial in Washington, D.C. The people in Washington, D.C., for the most part, have a very, very negative um, view of what happened on J6. And so everybody's guilty before they even are sentenced. And then you have the judges. I, you know, I speak to a lot of parents out there and a lot of families out there. And some of these families have spent $150,000 on attorneys before a judge. And then what they do, because it's so woke here, they change judges. And so they, now they have to resubmit a lot of the same um, motions for their clients. And this one family spent $150,000, their entire life savings. Now they have another $120,000 in bills and they change judges. 
it's a it's a sham what's going Unbelievable on. Unbelievable what's happening. This is Ned Lang. He's the father of Jake Lang being held with the J6ers right now. You can continue to follow us here on Real America's Voice. We're going to continue to follow this story all the way to the end. Mr. Lang, thank you so much for, for joining me here today. Thank you very much for having me and, uh, and on behalf of my son as well. Okay, so you can find that at j6truth.org. But uh, Coach, you know, like so many others, our friend uh, Pastor Bill Dunphy from New Beginnings Church in Warsaw, Ohio, was arrested by the FBI last month. Um, you know all about this. And as evidence of his crimes, the FBI is using one of Pastor Bill's sermons, which he gave a month after the election, and also the fact that he happened to be there at the rally. But Pastor Bill did not engage in any kind of insurrection or violence. If you want to read Bill's account, Rob. he was street preaching. That's what he does. That's why <laughs> you know we we've been to plenty of pride parades with Pastor Bill, and and he's not a violent man. So, but so, if you so want Rob, if you want to read his account, if you go to hmm. Wisconsin Christian News, I'm going to show you how how to do this. Go to WisconsinChristianNews.com. Go to Departments. Click on that, uh, Jonathan. Go down to, uh, what is it under, National and World. There you go. And it's the third story down. Pastor Bill Dunphy targeted by the FBI. You can read all about it. Uh, that's, that's the story uh, right from his uh, mouth. Rob, this so. is my buddy. This is not just some this is not just some pastor you hear about. This is my buddy. He's been my buddy for, for 20 some years. So this is, you know, this is really, really personal to me. And if you, if you uh, give me just a couple minutes here, Rob. Uh, one of the things that Ned Lang's father was spoke, speaking about, and one of the things that I think is important for people out there to understand, is that our federal government is uh, uh, conducting what they call lawfare, lawfare, law warfare. Okay, lawfare. And what lawfare is is exactly exactly what they did to Ned Ned Lang's did uh, Ned Lang, what they've done to many of the J Sixers, and what they're trying to do to our, my buddy Pastor Bill Dunphy, is they charge them with a crime, Rob. And then financially break them. They don't see. They don't really care if Bill Dunphy is guilty or not guilty. They really don't care. But in order for him to have to defend himself against these scurrilous, untrue accusations, he's going to have to spend. We, you know, we've been raising money for him. He's got to spend fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars just to defend himself against something that was clearly, uh, clearly wasn't done. It was. A, it was a setup. And so this is called lawfare, friends. And I know because I spoke to Pastor Bill earlier today that, uh, that, that they're in the process of offering already right now an, a settlement to Pastor Bill before he's even been charged. He has not been indicted for anything yet. And now they're trying to throw a bone out there, say, okay, listen, if you'll bite on this bone there, Pastor Bill, uh, we'll settle. But I'm going to tell you something. Uh, the settlement agreement that they're probably going to offer it to him is not. Hey, Rob, would you plead guilty if you hadn't done anything? No. If you hadn't done anything wrong, would you plead guilty? <laughs> Absolutely so they not. Come, they, they come to these guys and say, listen, uh, we don't really want to go to trial either. If you'll just plead guilty to this, uh, we'll, we'll let you off. And a lot of times we find out letting them off means a year and a half in jail, $25,000 fine. Now, I don't know. Uh, if they've offered Pastor Bill uh, a plea bargain yet, I know they're in the process of it. But folks, that's what people are faced with. Do you do you plea bargain to something you didn't do, or raise fifty thousand dollars to defend yourself in Washington D.C., where ninety percent—I'm not making this up—ninety percent of the electorate voted for Joe Biden in the last election. That's who the jury pool would be for Bill Dunphy. So you see this excuse me, this lawfare and what's going on and what a dilemma these J6ers find themselves in. In fact, Rob, I also said this. I posted a Facebook meme. Now that uh, the Republicans have won uh, the, the House, it appears they've won the House. Hey, Rob, their first order of business should be they should demand bond bail for every one of those guys. Those guys should not. They've been in jail 18, 19 months. They shouldn't be in jail to begin with. And even if they're found innocent, they will have given spent two years of their lives in jail for something that they didn't even do. So I think we ought to begin to appeal to our uh, Republican legislators, bail for these guys. Let them get the heck out of that jail and get home and 
give back to their families and earn a living and do all those things that normal people do. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, I don't know if this is possible, but there should be some sort of a, a even a class action lawsuit with all these guys uh, taking on. Well, their... it's a, Rob, it's a violation of the sixth and seventh amendment, right? The right to speedy trial. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. The right to face your accusers, right? They're getting none of these constitutional rights. And it's because yeah. why? We have a Luciferian government. Luciferian yeah. government. They're in control. We Christians have sat back and not got involved. And then the oppressor got so bad that we showed up to Washington, D.C. to beg for a redress of our grievances. They stage an insurrection and throw our leaders in jail. That's exactly what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Coach, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, I'm, I'm going to switch gears here on us in a minute, but before we do, tell us about the ChristianRevolution.net. You're you're actually helping to raise some money for Pastor Bill's uh, legal defense, aren't you? That's right. That's one of the things we're trying. Well, yes, we, we got a lot of irons in the fire. We uh, we formed the ChristianRevolution.net. Uh, it's been just coming up on about eight, 18 months ago we did it, uh, uh, Rob, just because we asked this very simple question, who's funding good? And this was this was in the middle of of uh, the the pandemic and all that kind of stuff, and they were locking people down, and people were losing their jobs. And we would look across the spectrum of America, and just like always, Rob, our team, of course, doesn't get involved. We look what goes on with BLM. Heck, uh, the Vice President of the United States donated to the defense of BLM, right? So we, uh, Ohio, Brett and I, we ask ourselves, what the heck's going on here? And so we started the ChristianRevolution.net because we saw exactly what was happening as a clearinghouse for, for some of these guys who are being persecuted that we can help with their legal fees. And, oh, my goodness, the stuff that we've been through, Rob, the, the stories that we've heard from people being persecuted on the job. This was just over COVID. And I, I kind of kicked myself because I don't think that I went aggressively enough at the beginning with the building of this legal fund because I knew that this was exactly where this whole thing was heading. And if, if you look across the spectrum of America, Rob, golly, how many guys have lost their jobs and lost their businesses and that lost their homes? They will never, ever be able to recover. And simply because why? They were ruined through, again, lawfare, orders, uh, mandates under the color of law. Rob, a governor cannot make a mandate to make you stay in your house. He can't do that. And that's that's the kind of stuff that they've done. They can't make a mandate to make you take a vaccine. They can't do it, Rob. And unfortunately, many of the churches complied with it, which made our pushback efforts so much more difficult because, again, we weren't all unified in our attempt to push back against the forces of darkness. And don't ever forget this, friends. Two teams, seed of the serpent, seed of the woman. It ain't any more difficult than that. It's not Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, old, young, rich, boy. It ain't any of that. It's the devil and the Christ. That's the battle that's before. It's a spiritual battle manifesting in a natural world. Yeah, and, uh, you know, some of these J6 guys that, that have been released but are still pending their trial or whatever you know or um, I'm, I'm sorry our buddy Bill they've, they've, they've committed way. suicide because it's been so yeah. they not only lost their house their family everything you know they've lost their lives over this bill, bill dunphy i forgot to say this rob when they arrested bill dunphy which they did it just uh it's about three months ago now uh when they arrested him uh, they let him know when they came to his, uh, his home out in the out in the cornfields of Ohio, they called him, notified him that they were coming to arrest him, but they let him know that he would not be, uh, he would not be held, he would be released. So they, he had to drive about an hour to Columbus and they arraigned him in Columbus and then permitted him to go back home. Uh, but that hasn't happened for a lot of guys. They're locked up in that gulag. But they also tell us this, Rob, that there's many more that they're still going to go out and rope in. So, you know, every, every night I wonder, is this when the limo pulls in? Is it, is it coming to my house tonight? And I'll say to them openly and honestly, everywhere I've gone, I've been doing this street ministry, pushback against the forces of darkness for 20 some years, Rob. I've never done anything violent. I've never, I've never been accused of doing anything violent. And then all of a sudden, because of what happened on January 6th, they, they, 
the nefarious, boy, they were nefarious, Rob, and they painted that whole event as violent and then painted all of us with the same broad brush. And we have never, the only thing that we ever did when we went to Hillary Clinton's house and we went to Bill Barr's house, yeah, I got pictures of me standing with Attorney General Bill Barr. He wasn't afraid of me. He knew what it was all about. And all we asked them to do was to do their job. Just please do your job. Equal justice under the law. And evidently, Rob, that's, uh, that's worth a trip to the gulag, isn't it? It's unbelievable. That's what it gets you. But, you know, while, all right, I'm going to switch gears here. So while all this yeah, is I'm going sorry, on. Rob, so if anybody would want to donate to Pastor Bill, they could go to the Christian yeah. Revolution right there and kick a, you know, I tell, this is not hard. I told, tell people, if we got 500 people, we give 100 bucks. Uh, I'm not real good in math, but I think that's $50,000, isn't it? Somebody help me out. 500 mm -hmm. people giving. And folks, we can't let these guys continue to flounder in jail. We just can't let, can't let, look. We're all under attack. What was it Donald Trump said to us? It's not me they're after. It's you. He wasn't lying to us, was he, Rob? Not at all. No. So while all this is going on, uh, our, our Justice Department is refusing to go after the real criminals. As an example, how long has the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop? Yep. You know, you can find complete confessions of his crimes White in House. his own words in a documentary called Who is Hunter Biden, which you can find at Fox Nation. Uh, this is an extremely revealing documentary, and I encourage you all to check it out. And I just want to show a quick, uh, this is a trailer for part two of their uh, Who is Hunter Biden uh, documentary. It's only a minute. Let's watch it quick. ...is aware that a tidal wave is about to hit them. Where's Hunter? He's under federal investigation. Suspected money laundering, illegal foreign lobbying. The story is not over yet. Now, Judge Janine is back with the hit series, Who is Hunter Biden? Taking you deeper into the scandals. They were just, you know, having sex, filming porn, and doing crack. The corruption. The media has completely ignored it because they wanted Joe Biden elected president. And the secrets surrounding Hunter Biden. You can deny something for a very long time. Eventually, the truth can't be denied. Meet the people in Hunter Biden's life. Hunter's role was as a connector, which is a role he had because of his name. Who tried to save him? Who enabled him? And who profited from him? Joe Biden was at least having some knowledge of Hunter's business dealings, if not actually involved in them. Who is Hunter Biden? Part 2, streaming now, only on Fox Nation. So check that out because uh, it's actually in his own words. He's got basically a, his confession of all of his crimes, um, which is documented. And um, is anything going to happen with him? You know, who knows? What do you think? Well, again, Robert comes back to, again, as I said earlier, or maybe I didn't make it clear that we went to Hillary Clinton's house. I took about 150 of us. I, w I went three different times to Hillary's house. Uh, Hillary is my employee. Folks, do you understand that she wasn't queen? She wasn't uh, some princess. She was an elect. Uh, she was an elected official. She was an employee of we the, the American citizens. And I showed up at at her house. Uh, went three different times. Last time again took about 110 people. And all we wanted, all we wanted, was equal justice under the law. And we know that James Comey had told us himself the director of the FBI, he said Hillary had committed five felonies. He rattled them off. But then he said there's not a, a, a reasonable prosecutor in America that would prosecute her. I'm thinking, are you, are you kidding me? I know Tim that will, right? I know some guys that will. And yeah. so it's been from that point that we've been looking at this unequal justice. And the Bible says that the Lord hates unjust weights and measures. That's what, that's what we're dealing with, isn't it, Rob? And it's like, again, like I said, you, you go to the referee and the referee puts his hand up and won't listen to you. We ask the Supreme Court to make a ruling. They say, no, we don't want anything to do with it. You don't have standing. So when you reach the point where it says in the First Amendment that we have, again, the right to petition our government for redress of grievances. Hey, Rob, what do we do when there's nobody to complain to? What do we do when the ones who are supposed to give us a redress of our grievances refuse to do so. That's really where we, we are. We we appeal to heaven, but that's another right. topic. Yes. Anybody in our audience have a question before we uh, switch gears one more time here? 
Anybody have a question? Now is your chance to raise your hand. Quiet group out there. All right. So uh, let me look here. Oh, all right. Okay. So there have also been at least 150 cases of churches, pro-life organizations, and pregnancy resources centers uh, being shot at, firebombed, vandalized, stolen from, and threatened just in the last six months. The first attack came on Mother's Day, and it happened to be here in Wisconsin. Wisconsin Family Action was firebombed and vandalized, and we have a short, uh, this is a news clip, a local, local Madison, Wisconsin news clip. If you want to hit that little arrow there, we can watch that real quick and move on. Several law enforcement agencies are investigating what they believe was targeted arson and vandalism at a nonprofit on Madison's north side. Good evening, I'm Caroline Dade. Wisconsin Family Action has been vocal about its opposition to abortion since its founding in 2006. This morning, someone set a fire at the organization's office and left graffiti on the building's walls. Tonight, Ward Jollis has you covered on why police think the act was targeted and how the organization's leaders are responding. Burnt papers, books, and ashes litter the floor of Wisconsin Family Action's office on Madison's north side. Remnants of what police and organization leaders say was an act of targeted arson and vandalism. We, it, this needs to stop, and it needs to stop here. Jelaine Appling is the anti-abortion organization's president. Around 6 o'clock Sunday morning, police say someone threw a Molotov cocktail through the window of the group's office, but it didn't light successfully. Police say that's when someone lit a fire inside and left graffiti outside saying if abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. Appling is still processing what happened. If you ever have somebody break in your house, you feel violated, right? But I was sad. I was sad that, I've, that it's come to this in this country. Appling believes her organization was a target for its anti-abortion stance in the wake of last week's Supreme Court draft leak showing the potential overturn of Roe v. Wade. Wisconsin Family Action is one of the few pro-life organizations in the area. They say they've received hateful speech before but never thought something like this could have happened. Unfortunately, this time they say the writing is on the wall. Madison Police Chief Sean Barnes responding to the incident saying our department has and continues to support people being able to speak freely and openly about their beliefs. But we feel that any acts of violence, including the destruction of property, do not aid in any cause. Luckily, no one was hurt, but the incident has Appling wondering what's next. I don't know. Are they done? Do you suppose they're done or do they have more um, things planned for us? In Madison, Morjalis, 27 News. The Madison Police did catch, Department did, is working did, did with you catch what they called her? Um, the uh, anti-abortion anti organization hey, Rob, activist? <laughs> yeah, Rob, that wasn't a violent insurrection there, was it, Rob? I mean, that was, there wasn't anything violent about that, right? Yeah, and, you're and, right, and we're you're... talking 150 of these incidences uh, in the last six months. So I know, and... I, know, I know that one of the places that you're, you're heading here with, with our discussion is, Rob, uh, 11 of my friends are were arrested for singing hymns and reading Bible verses at an abortion clinic down I saw a clinic a, a, a murder mill down in Nashville Tennessee 11 of them just recently arrested and charged with uh, what they call a federal access to clinic entrances a violation and what do you suppose they have to do oh yeah they got to go out and get a lawyer and spend the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars simply for doing, by the way, the Supreme Court said no right to abortion, no right to abortion in the United States Constitution. And so even when the courts are in our favor, it still doesn't matter. It's like people in a football game. There's one set of rules for one team and another set of rules for the other team. And again, that's because there are two teams, right? Devil's team and the Lord's team. But the point that I wanted to make and didn't do a very good job of, uh, Rob, 11 of my buddies, Cal Zastro, Eva Zastro, uh, uh, Chet Gallagher, I can run down the list of guys who were arrested and thrown in jail for reading Bible verses and praying inside an abortion clinic, a murder mill down in Nashville, Tennessee. So if we don't see the double standard that's gone on uh, Rob, how hard do you think the police are looking to try to figure out who it was that did that, that that, that damaged that place? They they don't care. They well, don't care. Well, yeah, that 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 was that was you know I was going to mention that despite promising to actively pursue the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jelaine has said that uh, she recently told us that she hasn't heard anything from either the FBI or the local police department since uh, May. 
um, when it happened. She hasn't no reports, no nothing, no follow. Can I tell you, Rob? Can I tell you why Zip. that is? It's because of the silence of the church. I hate to keep coming back to that same thing, but uh, oh, I know it is. The federal government doesn't care because the church isn't going to do anything about it anyway. So they're just going to bread their butter and just do what old cool cool and Luke said, just doing my job, boss, shaking the bush over here, boss, just doing my job. So cops go in there and Hey, we're all for the police and we're all for law and uh, law and order, but we want equal justice. We want equal justice under the law. And that's one of the things that we're simply not getting right here in Columbus, Ohio, the Supreme court of the United States. I don't know what it's like up there in Wisconsin. I think you guys are part of the United States. But the Supreme Court said there is no right to an abortion in the U.S. Constitution. And what do you think is going on here in Columbus, Ohio? They're killing them just like ever. They ain't stopped doing nothing, even though we got a heartbeat bill. We got the, I'm a robber. We, it's, we, we're living in a tyrannical, tyrannical government. And unfortunately, most people still don't get what's going on. Well, I do have some good news, um, which which you know about. Um, affiliated Medical Services, I believe it's called, in Milwaukee, uh, one of the one of the ugliest, darkest, uh, creepiest abortion centers out there. Which uh, Coach and I have been to multiple times. So has uh, a few people here in our audience. Um, has closed its doors. They can no longer uh, <laughs> no longer keep the doors open. The building's for sale, and I think they ought to burn that thing down and and put up a memorial of some sort in that dark part of town. But that one's that one's closed up. That, 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 one's that is good news, Rob. That is good news. What would happen in Wisconsin? Of course, I don't live there. If all the churches in Wisconsin just kind of stood up and said, "Hey." No right to abortion. There's no right to an abortion. So there ain't no right to an abortion here in Wisconsin. You think we would have the power to be able to do that, Rob? But see, our pastors are telling us that we shouldn't get involved with politics, that you don't mix the sacred and the secular. We don't get involved. And as a result, the devil runs the show, man. The devil yeah, and his minions run the show. Makes you sick, doesn't it? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Because what, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, all power is given unto me, both in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and do the same thing. Teach them to observe all I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. And uh, a moral nation with absolute right and absolute wrong is safe for everybody, Rob. The Ten Commandments were put in place. The first uh, the first four have to do with our relationship with the Lord, um, a man's relationship to God. The second six, there's, there's two tablets, have to do with our relationship with our fellow man. Don't lie, don't steal, don't covet, don't commit adultery. And so if we had a moral law being applied once again, much of our crime problem would disappear. But Rob, they told us the lie that there's a separation between morality and state. Now, that's not what they called it. They call it the, the separation between the church and the state. But the reality of it is they said, we don't want those Christian values. We don't want those Christian values forced on us. And unfortunately, uh, the church says, oh, okay. All right. Okay by me. And we go out and try to beg evil men to do to do good. Just ain't going to happen. Yeah, how is that working for us? Yeah, you know, meanwhile, the church has another pizza party for a youth group. Amen. Amen. So. Well, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Ray, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Tell, tell us about your experiences at Affiliated. You've been down there a few times. Well, yeah. That was uh, exciting that they finally closed that place down. Um, it was you know, a weird place. But one good thing about it is we were not isolated from the building. It was on the sidewalk. You could get right up close and personal. And uh, it's right on a, on a busy street where you, you could um, engage the traffic flow as they're coming up and down the street. We yeah. had a massive uh, turnout day after day. We, we go down there once a month. We try to get down there, a group of us from the Marshfield area. And, um, and then afterwards, we hook up with um, Pastor Mattarella's uh, crew, and we just hit the streets in Milwaukee area uh, with the signs. And so that whole movement took time, but look where we're at now. 
Uh, I'm sure it's because of the Roe versus Wade that they're done right now, but there was a lot of activity going on, a lot of people that uh, were involved in it. And, uh, uh, it all turned out to the good, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just great to be a part of it, you know. Uh, Coach is the one that uh, activist as he is that got me engaged and involved in, in, in pursuing this kind of thing instead of just sitting home being a coach potato, praying in my closet that this would come to an end. Uh, so his type of leadership uh, and that Bob Brown that just passed away here recently, uh, men like that and the 11 that uh, Coach was talking about, these are uh, these are the remnant that God's uh, coach talked about, like Gideon's army. There they are, right there. I think. And yep, yep. And folks, coaches, uh, coaches, one that doesn't just talk the talk; he actually does the stuff. Um, I remember when the when he when he first called me up and said, "I want to do a boot camp in Wisconsin." And so we 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 set it up, and we went to this place uh, affiliated in in Milwaukee. And um, I don't know. There was probably let me try to remember how this went. I think we had uh, seventy of us in Marshfield, and then we were going to do another event in Milwaukee and actually go to this place and. Um, um, we were, we were holding it at, at a, at a uh, church in Milwaukee. Nobody from the church participated, um, mm. and nobody, nobody in Milwaukee participated. But we still had seventy people. But they all came from Marshfield, <laughs> so it was nuts. But um, yeah, yeah, that, pray, that, praise that, the Lord, the place is done, closed, building for sale, all done. Hey Rob, uh, the, listen, Fritz, let, let me encourage you out there. Okay, we are so winning. I'm just telling you, we are so winning. Now, there's something about it that's very, very dangerous, though, because uh, the Luciferian left is, uh, they're going to get desperate. And especially what we saw, uh, we, we saw the possible, we just recently saw, Rob, the possibility of a government collapsing situation with what went on with this dude and, uh, and cryptocurrency. And the, if we follow the trail to where all that goes, that has the capability of collapsing the entire United States government. Now, people say, Coach, you're, listen, you're a little bit out. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, the connections to this money laundering is so deep in both political parties that, uh, my, 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 I think uh, there are a lot of people who aren't sleeping very well tonight. And so always remember this, the, uh, those of us who carry the name of Christ, uh, he said there's nothing that is hidden that will not be revealed. And I don't know what you think, Revealed doesn't mean hidden in secret. It doesn't mean revealed in secret. And I think we're about to see some public exposés of things that we never, ever understood exactly what was going on. And I believe the left has so overplayed their hand, uh, Rob, that uh, uh, we're going to see some shocking evidence come out here in the next time. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to be because they'll do everything they can to try to hide it, right? But uh, those of us, we need to be praying for the truth to be exposed. We need to be praying for the for the body of Christ to stand up and demand justice. And uh, I believe the Lord's gonna grant that, uh, that request and uh, we're gonna see some amazing stuff happen probably within the next, uh, within the next year, I would think, Rob. Well, I sure hope you're right. You know, I, uh, like, like the saying is, uh, says, um, work like it's all up to you and pray like it's all up to God. So, amen. amen. I, Rob, but, I imagine most guys watching there, they're probably Green Bay Packer fans up their way, right? Uh, can, yeah, can you, can some you, some days, yeah, <laughs> or maybe Wisconsin Badger fans. Can you, can you imagine the reaction uh, they would have? Let's say Wisconsin got in the Rose Bowl and they're playing against Southern Cal, and near the end of the game, um, Southern Cal's driving to win the game, and the running back steps on the line out of bounds as he scores the go ahead touchdown. The, st the state of Wisconsin would go ballistic over the fact that the referees cheated them. Yet, Rob, we remain passive over an election that was stolen. Somebody stepped out of bounds. We have, we have video evidence of it. And I, I come back to the same thing. The church doesn't rise up and demand justice. The Lord hates unjust weights and measures. Why don't we, Rob? 
yeah. it baffles me. Well, I've been to a Packer game, and you know when when China invades, I want to have those people um, defending us because those people are nuts. <laughs> Packer yes, fans, they are. they are absolutely on fire, and uh, you know I don't get it because they're not they're not part of the they're not part of the team yet they. You know, you got sixty thousand fans there. Like, they're it's crazy. Anyway, anybody else have any questions or comments for our guest here, Coach Dave? I must not have been a very good guest if I didn't stir any questions out there, Rob. Well, we've been going pretty fast through all this stuff. Yeah, so. we have. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I think we lost. Oh. There, no, Harry's there. Harry doesn't have something to say today. That's, that's got a, over the hill's got their hand up there. I see Rob on my on mine anyway. He does. I got my, I got well, my hand up. Well, let's let's hear from Harry. You know, Wisconsin's bad. They're all bad. But Pritzker kind of took the cake. He wants to set up abortion mills on the borders around the state. So the people from out of state could come here and be the, the abortion capital of the, of the United States. Well, um, on that note, I do have some good news for you. Um, good. And in a, in a few weeks here, we're going to be talking with Mark Harrington from Created Equal. He's setting up um, a counter to that on the borders of states. So we're, we'll, we'll tell you about that later. But... Yeah, hey, I, Harry, I know. Rob, Harry, real quick. Uh, let's see. Whose job would it be uh, to make sure abortion ended? Would that be, uh, hmm, would that be conservative Republicans? Would that be the Women's Temperance Union? Uh, whose job might that be to make sure that unborn babies didn't die? Why, huh, that might be the Lord's people. That might be our job to do it, right? So, see, we can't we can't criticize lost Luciferian legislators. That's an alliteration. We can't blame them for doing what their father of the devil wants to do, kill babies. My question is, why don't we do what our father did for us? Greater love has no man than this, and he would lay down his life for those unborn babies. So the problem isn't the devil's kids. The problem's our team. We don't. We don't want to get our elbows scraped, maybe. We don't want to get our knees bleeding. And uh, at some point, if we're going to honor our father, we're going to have to get engaged and uh, turn the tide on some of these wicked, wicked issues facing our country. Yep. Unfortunately, there are fewer and fewer pastors willing to willing to do their job. Amen. But Proverbs Amen. 31, open your mouth for the mute, for the rights who are of, of all who are destitute. Open your mouth. Judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. I think that's the little babies, isn't it? By the way, I have a, a little baby grandson who's due tomorrow, so hopefully he'll be on time because we're waiting. Amen. So. Hey, Rob, pure and undefiled religion is to rescue women and orphans in their time of need. Now, brother, is a baby going in to be aborted an orphan? No daddy? Is there ever a time when a woman is a is a, a widow, when her boyfriend uh, leaves her hanging, and the baby, and the job is pure religion and undefiled, is to rescue them in their time of need? Dude, it makes my head blow up. I can't believe. I can't believe abortion is still going on in America. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're at the end of our uh, end of our time here. Coach, thanks for being here. I know it's it's later for you than it is for me. You're yeah. probably ready for bed like I am, but I got an hour. Uh, I got an hour yet. Rob, I appreciate all you do. Been a long day. So. And Ray LeBlanc, our good buddy Ray LeBlanc up there fighting like a fighting hard up there. Hey folks, listen, it doesn't take a whole bunch of us. It just takes some of us committed to get engaged, push back against the forces of darkness. Show up and let God show up. Yep. And, and uh, I'm going to second that for Ray. Ray has continued the work that I started there in Marshfield, and and he's done, um, honestly, Ray, you've done a much better job at it than I did. So mm -hmm. I uh, thank, the, thank the Lord for you. Great teachers. Uh, um, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's coming up in a couple of days.
Philippians 4, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Amen. Jesus. So that's it for today. And uh, I'll be back with you next week. We have uh, Sharam Hadian will be joining us. Same time, same place. We'll see you then. God bless. Thank you.